The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we return to Our American Stories. And up next, we're going to hear from Ryan Stewart, who's been on our show before and told us the story of how he became a professional dog walker in New York City. Today, Ryan shares with us the importance of simply helping other people. Ryan struggled with addiction for a majority of his life, and it was only through the help of others that he was able to come out on the other side. Here's Ryan with his story. suppose I could say I used to be an alcoholic, but supposedly that means you're an alcoholic for the rest of your life. So if you're reflective, you can look back and you can see the markers that were always there. Like when we got introduced to beer in the seventh grade, who was the one kid who drank too much and acted like a fool? It was me, right? (laughs) Like all the other kids seemed to be able to like get drunk or whatever and not destroy anything. So the markers were always there that alcohol wasn't good for me. But I didn't really totally spiral out of control until like maybe in my 30s. I, I drank too much, but I somehow was what, what's called functional. And then I slowly start drinking more and I start drinking more. And then when I get in trouble drinking, you know what I mean? Like let's say I'll get in a bar fight, you know, I'll get arrested or something like that. Um, then I have that to deal with, that, that type of shame, you know? And then so that adds to it. I was in a dark place, you know, um, drinking and drugging and not liking myself. And then I got these ideas 
that happiness was, was maybe being famous or rich. And um, I was in a haze like for decades, you know, like trying to be an actor and a, and a dancer. The reason I wanted to be a dancer was because I watched females when they watched guys who moved well and they liked guys who could move well. So I'm like, okay, I'll be a dancer. And so New York City is the center of the dance world and so that's where I'm gonna go. So I came to New York City um, very quickly and um, I decided to go to this Alvin Ailey school and I got a scholarship there. I was, you know, I was pretty good. I was whacked out flexible, which helps, you know. Then I talked with my primary um, ballet teacher, who was David Howard, and another mentor I had named Hilary Cartwright, and they were like, well, we know Benjamin Hark Harvey over at Juilliard, you know, he's the director of the dance program. And so they sent me over there, I got to meet him, and then I started doing the interview, you know, the process to matriculate into Juilliard. I was taking an adult ballet class at night, because, you know, you take the professional classes during the day, but if you're studying and you want to be the best, you keep on taking classes all day long. And so at night, the adults came in, and one of them was a doctor, and she noticed this bulge from my neck. And she said, I, you know, why don't you come in for, you know, and come, let me check that out for you. And I, and I laughed it off and said, oh, you know, like, I don't have any money, you know, I don't have any money or any insurance. And she said, don't worry about that. I went to her hospital and she somehow waved me through everything, you know what I mean? Like I just went in and got a chest x-ray and was out in a busy hospital with no insurance and no money. And uh, that night I was taking class um, and then the pianist stayed and played for me so I could do like practicing, you know, big movements and she came in with the big yellow envelope, you know, that has my chest x-ray and she said, I think you better sit down. And that's when I got my cancer diagnosis. And she said, we're going in tomorrow to Memorial. I know someone at Memorial Sloan Kettering. And she got me into the best hospital, like in the country, for cancer. So I did 14 months of chemotherapy and lost all my hair. But um, it was probably the happiest time of my life. It might seem odd to be diagnosed with cancer and, and have it the happiest time of your life, but I didn't have to worry about becoming something, about being successful. You know, that pressure, that, you know, what, what am I supposed to do with my life? Who am I supposed to make happy? I didn't have to worry about any of that. I just had to go to sleep at night and get better. And all that's what everyone told me. You know, the doctor's like, you know, just get better. And um, that made my life really simple. All the nurses and doctors knew me, you know. It's like cheers, like everyone knows your name there. It was a happy time in my life. It was a lot different, yeah, like from having everyone care about you to taking SSI, you know, because I was disabled due to my treatment and I was still getting some checks for it. And one of my friends says, how could you take that money? Look at you, you look like you can work. And he shamed me and he was right. You know, I, I could work. And so the next interview at the office, when they ask you like, are you feeling bad? You know, like blah, 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 how do you feel? The guy sort of encouraged me, you know, to like keep the checks coming, you know. He says, you're only like a few months out from cancer treatment, you know what I mean? And I said, no, like I don't want any more checks, I can work. And uh, he was in disbelief, like in disbelief. But my friend had shamed me and so I took myself off SSI and, you know, 
that's the contrast of like everyone caring for you to having like your friends saying you're a lazy bum, you can't take money, you can work. When I left the hospital, the, my doctor said you cannot because you took a cardiotoxin as one of your chemotherapies. You cannot lift really, really heavy weights and you cannot take drugs that accelerate your heart rate. So I disliked myself so much that I joined CrossFit. That's weightlifting for crazy people. And I became a cocaine addict. So that's how much I loved myself. For a lot of people, it's something really terrible happens. Like they get a DUI and they go to jail for the first time in their life and they're shocked out of it. You know, like some one moment happens to them. For me, it wasn't like that. It was just like, at one point, I just thought to myself, there's nothing left of me. Like I'm just a tumbleweed now, just blowing in the wind. There's nothing left to me. And I knew it was time to quit. There's a reason people don't quit even though they're ruining their lives and they're killing themselves. It's not easy to quit. The first 90 days, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Going 90 days without drugs or alcohol. I always thought like, you see people accept awards or whatever or, or talk about their career and how like they worked so hard and you know, they did a lot on their own, blah, blah, blah. That wouldn't be what I say. I would, I would be saying like every step of the way, someone helped me and do anything alone. You know, it's like the Peloton, you know? The beauty of the Peloton, which is the group of riders, when you watch the Tour de France, it just pulls. The people in the front do the, the work because they hit the wind. And so they're working the hardest and they go until they're tired and they, then they drift to the side and someone else takes their place and they, come, and they drift back to the middle of the pack or the back of the pack. And then they rest there and everyone takes their turn, you know, like hitting the wind. There's people who will step up and help you and want nothing back from you. And now I know the path forward is to always help others. And I'm not doing it to try to be nice because I'm not really a nice person. I'm quite a jerk sometimes. But if you hold the door open for someone or you help someone with, their, with like a heavy load or something like that, like, you know, you're walking down the street and someone's like struggling with something, you help them for maybe five seconds or 10 seconds. You forget your own problems and your own concerns and you help that person and that person forgets their own problems and they, they're like, someone's helping me. And both of you are just in the moment. You're not in your own head thinking about yourself being alone. You're, you're in the moment with another human being. Through, let's say, a lifetime of messing up and just face planting right into the pavement and really having a miserable life that I brought upon myself, I, I somehow retain the ability to learn from it. Like I learned from this and I've had fantasies before about being rich and famous and wearing nice clothes and having a nice car and you know what? It's not me. I was able with God's grace to remember who I truly was at the core and I only made it out by letting other people help me. And a beautiful job on the production by Madison. And a special thanks to Ryan Stewart for bearing, well, bearing just about everything. He talked about his early time and struggles, bar fights, and of course, arrests. And that's a struggle. When it starts hitting arrests, you're in trouble. I was in a dark place. I was drinking and drugging. 
By the way, it simultaneously had this tremendous talent. You don't just stumble into Alvin Ailey and Juilliard. We have some people here who've been involved in the New York theater and know what those institutions are. And this is the best of the best of the world. And there's this lady who notices something wrong with this young man, and she's a doctor. And as he said, she just waved me through everything. And the cancer diagnosis came, and he said it was the happiest time of his life because he wasn't working on anything else but being better. And then, of course, he just kept going until he hit bottom, and that's what happened. And then the pathway back, serving others, getting out of yourself, getting great people around you. We love to tell stories of hope like this, redemption like this, and God's grace, as he said, in the end, and feeling gratitude for who you are and where you are in life. Ryan Stewart's life, we love stories like this, here on Our American Stories. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.